When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor, where on this week's podcast we have an extended chat with Lee Johnson to bring to you with our stateside reporter. Gregor will introduce that in just a little while. Uh, before you get stuck into that extended conversation, I want to talk about what's been happening over the last week. And Gregor, uh, you saw the first part of the game, which didn't turn out to be the first part because they restarted it from the start against Derby. Um, who would have thought games being called off stateside because of bad weather? But it reminds me of that, that England game a few years ago, wasn't there, that was uh, postponed or... Then they went back out because of all that thunder and, and lightning. The same story for Bristol City against Derby. And um, the first showing better than the second, by the sounds of it, because they lost the second. Yeah. Um, basically, what's the big learnings? Maybe the three at the back that that uh, Lee Johnson went for. So maybe that's something, to, something hinting that he's going to use a bit more of this season. We obviously saw that towards the end of last year and... Yeah, obviously Callas in that, Webster and, and Bailey Wright, so that maybe looks like his strongest defence there. Hunt and De Silva at left, left back and right wing back, sorry. So uh, that that looks like the first choice sort of back five there. Uh, Dan Bentley in goal, and we're going to come on to this, but Nicky Mainpar is injured at the moment. Yeah, Lee Johnson talks a bit more about mm. that. That doesn't seem to be a definite sort of return day, and it sounds like, from what Lee Johnson says, and you'll hear this in more detail, that for the start of the season... It's between Gilmartin and Bentley yeah. to start that game. Yeah, and both, both guys have done well already in, in pre-season. And yeah, it's good to see Pham score a good goal, uh, beating obviously Richard Keogh, former former Robin there. A bit of dalliance in the derby defence. And yeah, in the I, I thought there were a couple of nice little cameos in that. Obviously, it was a little bit interesting to see the midfield in that Marlon Pack wasn't playing. And Tommy Rowe took his place. Originally, though, this is a sort of bone of contention, Tyreek Bakinson was on the starting lineup of the, the team announced, but then it was changed. And we're not too sure why that is. We were hoping to get clarification, and it might just be that Bakinson wasn't quite fit enough for the game. He did play on the next day, so it can't have been anything serious. But also, I just wanted to tie it in that I've been told by someone within the Bristol City camp that. We're going to see Tyreek Bakinson given some first-team starts this year. And that mm. might not be straight away, might not be, might just only be in the Cup, might only be pre-season games. But but we're going to see Tyreek Bakinson given some game time and he's rated very highly within Bristol City. Pretty much all senior players are out there, bar a couple, which you'll mention. But it's really interesting to see that even Corey Smith, who can't play at all, is out there in his protective boot. What did you make of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit, as a journalist, I was keeping an eye out to see if anybody wasn't going. And I did ask Lee after the Wimbledon game if, if everybody was going, and he said yes, they were. And so, yeah, I was checking, obviously, that the likes of Callum O'Dowder were out there, mm-hmm. and he he has been, he's been involved in everything. 
And yeah, as you say, Corey Smith, it, interesting that he's gone out there. And obviously, we just mentioned main part, but he's out there as well, even though he can't play properly at the moment. And yeah, Corey, I, I think it's a good move, really. There's so many, I have to emphasize this. I, I wrote about it, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but there are so many, many people who have gone out there from the club, not just players. There's 30 mm. odd players, but then also it's the support staff, which Floats. is huge. Yeah, the recruitment guys, Mark Ashton has just flown out there to That's join it. them. Other people behind the scenes, people like Lisa Knights and the, the full media staff. So this is a big, big thing for Bristol City, a big yeah. away trip. And it, it's good to see. And from what I know of the players is that a lot of these guys... They've spent most of their pre-seasons going to Wales and Cornwall. So to go to America... So it's a bit of a change. Yeah, this is, this is big stuff, you know. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And, 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 yeah. There's a couple of players that haven't gone, though, that might be going out. Yeah, um, a couple of youngsters that we've... There's nothing official been said on these guys, but we know from elsewhere. And they are Johnny Smith, who's on trial with Hibernian. Mm-hmm. That broke yesterday. Um, he's been having a look at... He's been having a look... At, by the Hibernian staff, of course, the manager there, Paul Heckingbottom, mm, who obviously great was, manager. Yeah, I, I really rate Hecky, and obviously he was Lee's um, assistant, wasn't yep. it, Barnsley? And then also the other guy is Rory Holden. Now, he's interestingly gone and joined up with Walsall, and you know who the manager of Walsall at the moment is? Oh, I, I do. It is Daryl Clark. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Uh, uh, obviously, Rovers well, connection. Yeah, there were some some rumours that he might want to bring in other Bristol City players from his Rovers days. Do we know anything more about that? No, I heard a few rumours, but um, but yeah, he's got he's already got Campring there on loan. And, yeah, he's having a look at Rory Holden. Daryl Clark was spotted by some fans, actually, towards the end of last season at Ashton Gate watching watching a Bristol City game, along with Graham Coughlin, I should say, mm. at this point. So, um, yeah, a bit, bit interesting, that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, anyway, it looks like they're having a look at Rory Holden and maybe the Northern Irish attacking midfielder might, might be lined up for a loan there. We'll see. Okay, and uh, closer to home, the speculation this week is all been about Callum O'Dowder potentially leaving to go to uh, Fulham. This is something that Sky Sports News were reporting. And then there's been numbers floated around of around £8 million. For a player with just one year left on his contract, does that seem like a good deal if he doesn't want to stay? Well, it's decision time, really, isn't it, for O'Dowder, really? And it's, it's like this with... A lot of footballers across the industry, isn't it? Those guys with one year left on their deal. And I'm thinking, actually, to tie this in with Fulham, you've got Ryan Sessegnon, who I believe has only got a year left on his deal and has been heavily linked with Premier League clubs. So, yeah, maybe Fulham do need another winger. And, obviously, I I think this is an important point. Bristol City, to my mind, quite often do business with preferred partners they seem to go back to the same clubs they have these good relationships that they build up which I think is a sign of the work that Mark Ashton does and I'm thinking there about obviously Chelsea and the loans but also clubs like Angers in France who they bought both Jonathan Codger and Famara Deji from and other teams as well so yeah I could see this happening and yeah, I mean, Sky was saying, yeah, that Bristol City were asking for eight million quid. I very much doubt they would get that. Right. But you're, you're probably looking at a compromise somewhere. What, what do you reckon around maybe five million, something like that? Yeah, but it's difficult, isn't it? Because in this market, there's such crazy prices for for players. It's hard to say, but only a year left on his contract, and still, still relatively young. Just want to add in that the last time I spoke to anyone from the Odalda camp, which was a little while ago. 
was that they were emphasising that it wasn't definite that he was going and that there was a slim chance that he might sign a new deal at Ashton Gate. Why hasn't he signed it already then? Yeah, I think from their point of view, perhaps, it's a case of, and, and some fans don't see this, some fans see it as like Odell just changing his mind and pulling out contract negotiations. But another viewpoint is that he's just taking his time mm. and he's just waiting to see what offers he gets. And he's ambitious. Every player is ambitious. Lee, We're going to come on to this. Lee Johnson said it. Every player wants to play as high as they can. Um, you can't hold that against them. And maybe he just wants to check that Bristol City are going to meet his ambitions. Mm. So I do think there's the slimmest of chance yet that if it doesn't happen with Fulham and we get very close to the end of the window, I wouldn't be surprised if he did sign a new deal. However, the odds are, yes, he's going to move on and probably to the cottages. And in terms of Adam Webster, we'll hear Lee Johnson speak about him, but it's certainly a more positive situation now, isn't it? Yet Harry Maguire might be going from Leicester. That's still rumbling on, and that can have a domino effect. Absolutely, and... The thing with that is time is starting to run out in my mind for, for all clubs. It's, yeah. it's only 19 days to the start of the championship season, I believe. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Premier League just comes straight after that. If things don't happen very soon... The window shuts. Yeah, they're not going to happen because you've got to get replacements in. Clubs just aren't going to be willing to do that. So basically, I think it's crunch time now for Maguire, the next, certainly the next week or so, and the knock-on effect. We've, I've already seen some reports saying that Dunk would be of interest um, to Leicester. Not not too sure if that's confirmed that he would be their first choice replacement. And yeah, we know that Brighton are interested in Webster. However, and this is the good news for Bristol City, Lee Johnson is very confident about keeping Adam Webster and um, we're going to hear from that, aren't we? Yeah, we'll hear from that shortly. Uh, so a few more days left in the States. Um, do we know much about their other opponents? No, not too much. <laughs> I couldn't even pronounce their name. So, uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, they've been playing at the IMG Academy, I know that, and um, the facilities do... What tier are they in, in American football? Or soccer, is it, is over there? Soccer. Um, they're not MLS, They're not they? MLS, no, absolutely not. And I it starts know. getting tricky. And then when they come back, is the first game against Forest Green? Yes, Forest Green Crystal Palace. today, I believe. And then, yeah, Crystal Palace at the weekend. Which, um, yeah, that should be a good one. Yeah, I've got my old man coming along to that one. Oh, so, is he a Palace fan? Uh, he's not a Palace fan, no, and he's he's not really a Bristol City fan. You either. have to buy a little Bristol, Bristol City shirt. Yeah. Um, let's hear this chat then. So tell us more about who, who's done this and what's been happening. Yeah, so this is a chat, exclusive chat, between our man in the States who's been working in a... Steve? Um, in Florida first. Yeah, his name's Steve Brenner, and he is originally a Northeast football reporter, so he is an Englishman. And... Yeah, he's been doing the work for us over there um, as a as our freelancer, and he got fifteen minutes with Lee Johnson, sit down with the head coach, and discuss pretty much everything. Tom wrote before seems like a like a grounded sort of guy, and the sort of guy you'd want when you change him around. There, it seems. Yeah, he's good lads. Yeah, I think it was important. You know, if we're gonna sign somebody over thirty at this club, uh, they need to understand, if you like, the culture and what we're about, and personality-wise. Uh, his reputation precedes him in terms of... Because he played, uh, played for your dad, didn't he? Yeah, he played for dad, but also, obviously, uh, Cliff Byrne, who's the assistant manager at Doncaster, I know very well. And right. I've always liked Tommy um, throughout the years when he was at Wolves and at various clubs. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good addition. Very. Is that how the move came about, because of your links with Doncaster? And 
No, it was a move came about because we get lists of free agents and, and we needed somebody that could be experienced in the squad that wasn't finished, that could play a couple of positions and uh, and, and supplement the squad in a positive way. Right. You spoke a lot, I was trawling through about the FFP and stuff like last year. Is that, your your sort of dealing with the market, is it, is it changing now, do you think, because of everything that's sort of happening with that? Yeah, I think it's sort of hit crunch point, really, with the championship, the old FFP stuff, because it looks like some some guys don't mind bending the rules to, to obviously chase the dream, which is the honeypot, obviously, of the Premier League finances and Premier League football. And... Um, I do believe in in the way we're trying to do it. So, like, yeah, I mean, it has to be relatively sustainable. Yes, we've got a, a very rich benefactor, but it feels like every decision's made for the benefit and the future of the club. Which is, which is the right way to go, I guess. And yeah. I think it's the right way to go, yeah. And, yeah, listen, at times we've pushed it, at times we've had to rein it in, um, and that's just the way it goes, football. But, like, through hopefully making good decisions, through developing young players, um, through improving the team as a whole uh, year on year I believe that uh, if we keep making the right decisions that that will eventually come to does us it make, Does it make the market more difficult to navigate though? Yeah I think so because like, there's a lot of inflated salaries for average players in and around the championship the big deals are getting bigger uh, and the small deals are, are difficult to shift because of players that are overpaid Yeah so what is there's pros and cons in terms of dealing yeah. with it Yeah Absolutely. But you then you had to cut your cloth accordingly, even though, like you say, you've got a rich guy, you've got to manage your finances in, in the correct way. Yeah. I think the thing for me is, like, the big picture in football is, is to make sure we're sensible, you know. There's a lot of money that, that goes out the game that should probably stay in it, and um, we've got to find that balance, really, Yeah. Um, between, like, a fair wage for elite footballers that are obviously very marketable and, and very successful, but not so much that it raises prices on fans and, and kills the integrity of football as a whole sure I mean you're not going to give names but I mean at this point of the season you know where you're looking to to get and work, and work is ongoing I guess right yeah absolutely and uh, like it's an evolution not a revolution in terms of a the finance, uh, the transfers that we're trying to work and like we're happy with the squad that we've got and, and anything that we bring in now again we'll try and make the right decision for the football club both short term but also long term and yeah. uh, it's not easy because we're not one of the sides that can just throw everything at, at one position we like to keep the stability and, and the range if you like across the wages and obviously sometimes that can restrict um, you from signing the, the truly proven ones, if you like, the, the almost guaranteed 20 goals at this level. But uh, that's the fun bit, really. And that's yeah. the bit there uh, that we challenge our recruitment staff and myself and the, and the coaching staff to, to try and come up with names that are going to make us better. Is Mark Ashton here with you guys now? Is he working at...? Yeah, he just came out yesterday. So, like, myself and Mark work very closely anyway and obviously it's his job to, to see those transfers over the line in terms of the identification of the talent it's it's my say and the final say but inevitably the board um, will get will push the button depending on whether it's affordable for the football club and of course you talk about about you know Adam Webster's been linked with different are you under pressure to you can keep him or it just you know I think we're in a strong position yeah I think like obviously you've got a lot to offer him you know what I mean? yeah I think so I think we're in a strong position listen every player naturally wants to play as high as he can as long as he can and and um 
like sometimes media reports can be like pretty wide of the mark uh, so it hasn't always been the stuff that's been in the press that's been actual the reality of the situation um, but at the same time he's a fantastic player we want to keep our best players and if we can't keep our best players it's because they're going to top clubs in the Premier League and we're getting fees that we believe we can make our squad better um, with those finances involved yeah so it's just a wait and see to see what happens yeah I, this, I, I, honestly I think he'll be here I honestly do and I would never say that never in football because anything could change partic- particularly as he gets manic sort of in the last week of the window but the good thing this year is the window's actually shut on the 8th and uh, for a manager I can tell you that's an absolute dream because when you're going three, four weeks into the season uh, and players' heads all over the shop then uh, it can be difficult Is he a level-headed kind of guy? Yeah, he's a good lad he's a very, very good lad he's he's a very positive person and a good professional and uh, we've had no issues with him at all So hopefully your fingers crossed that you can yeah, fingers crossed, yeah. Because of what you're offering as well, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole setup is geared to going towards onto that. Absolutely. Next level. That's what I think Tommy yeah. Rose said, isn't it? Absolutely, and, they, and they've got to believe it as well. They've got to believe it with the signings that we make. They've got to believe it with the, the improvements and the cohesion within the squad, and and uh, they've got to believe that the club can do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I was looking back over your sort of time at Bristol. It's been, mm-hmm. You've had highs, you've had lows. I mean, it just throughout your, you know, your major, managerial career. Now, to get to this point, again, you know, the, the four-year contract's obviously a great... Yeah. Fill it for you, isn't it, to show that you've got that backing? But I mean, I guess to, to get promotion this season or whatever would be, would be you know, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That's the dream, and, and we can't, we shouldn't be frightened to to talk about that, you know, because we've got to we've got to work extremely hard. If we if we work hard on the training pitch and make good decisions off the training pitch, and we get the mercy of the gods, if you like, on the pitch in terms of those little swings that can go either way, then. Uh, we can be successful I think we're competitive in every game we've grown year on year both in terms of quality gravitas and stature as a club and people respect us now so uh, it doesn't mean an awful lot out of Bristol because um, it's a competitive league and any one of 18-19 clubs I think could could get promoted um, in this forthcoming season but I do believe we're in those and I want to get off to a good start and and challenge as long as possible. Fans looking forward to welcoming Neil Warnock and Cardiff. Yeah, there's always some great games and you get the little rivalries and uh, I've probably got to know Neil Warnock a little bit better recently actually and uh, yeah, he's definitely um, a character And uh, but you've got to respect um, his successful uh, seasons of the past and uh, I'm sure he'll have another good go this well, year. You, have, you grown as a, have you grown as a manager and developed along this sort of path that, that you've taken? Yeah, I think you're learning every day. I really do. Like even today, I'm learning lessons about myself. Parts of the session that I could, that I'd done well, could have done better. We're very open staff. We try and improve each other, um, and everybody's got a right, whether it be tea lady, kit man, to to pull me on something and and try and improve me. And I think that's important for the culture. So, yeah, I'm, by no means am I the finished article, but I'm extremely passionate about the project and. Hopefully that stands us in good stead and, and the leadership becomes quite clear on how we want to move forward. Yeah. Did you watch the, you watch the cricket yesterday, the end of it? I didn't. I watched the tennis, actually, right. because I'm a big tennis fan. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, um, I see the boys were watching the cricket, so it was a bit of a dilemma which one to watch. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. It's a bit of housekeeping. Nicky, my penner, how, how close is he sort of back to... Um, yeah, 
it's difficult to say. That's not me sort of sitting on the fence. It's, it's an injury that we, we're very... It's very important that it doesn't reoccur. Right. So we've had scans sort of every 10 days, really, just to check that the injury is progressing in the manner that we want it to. There was a pocket of fluid that was causing a big problem, which is now gone. Right. Now the sheath of the muscle uh, has got some scar tissue on it, which right. needs to be um, helped and aided on its way in terms of the healing process and dispersed. And at that point, um, probably within the next couple of scans, he'll be able to do some light handling um, and then build up from there. But I would, if you held a gun to my head and said, when's he going to be fit? I would probably say week two to week three into the season. Right, OK. So it's between yeah. Dan and Gilmartin for the... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got good options there. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, yeah. And young Jojo as well, but um, it's important that we get him some football. Max O'Leary's gone out um, on loan to Shrewsbury, which is another goalkeeper that we really rate. So, yeah, we've, uh, we're very strong in that department this year and uh, unfortunately Nicky's injured, but... Uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. I think um, we spoke about Kalash yesterday, but did he have a scan on his leg or anything like that? Or was he just didn't a... need it. It no, was just no. a bog standard dead leg. They, they take him, they take uh, the weight off the area. It's more about the hip because you know what I mean. You can end up with uh, sort of a deferred problem with the hip if you're right. walking funny and limping um, rather than dead leg. And Semenyo went off the other day. Is he all right? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, he, he got a bit of a jolt to the knee um, it was like a it was a knee nudge into his knee and uh, just a bit of swelling occurred so I think he'll be alright yeah I, I expect him when we get back to England to be to be on the grass That's and just, it's part and parcel of the pre-season isn't it I guess yeah and you and you got to be like it's, you know I mean we're playing a championship side in Derby and one that finished in the top six so he's got to learn to take those hits and uh, you don't always get it your own way in men's football and He's a strong boy and he holds on to the ball a long time and naturally he's going to take those bumps and bruises. He's got to learn about his body and um, exactly what he can play on with, what he can't. And, and these little niggles are not a bad thing for a young lad like that because they get to learn uh, a lot about themselves. Do you like speaking to the fans and listening to what they've, they've got to say? Do you take those sort of things on board and, you know, important to have that connection? Yeah, I think it's it's always interesting listening to the fans and the fans' point of view and hopefully it's interesting for them as well to understand the way that we like to work and obviously the training that we do and uh, that everything's has a purpose so it's not just sort of uh, written on the back of a fag packet, if you like. Um, and they, probably... they want people to go out and spend millions and millions of pounds, but you, yeah. I guess it's good to, to pass on that message that sometimes it's just not... Yeah, it's not you know, always it's about not, that. Yeah, it's not I, always I, like I that. think it shouldn't be because I think it becomes soulless. Then. And then you got to look at the Bobby Reed example where we, he was a sort of number eight, and I moved him to a number nine, and he scored six goals in his career, and everybody said you're a madman. And then he scores 21 goals, and we sell him for ten and a half million. Right. So I think that like sometimes you can promote from within, and sometimes often players are pigeonholed in a certain position, and, and sometimes they can move about and, and be successful in other positions and like you said with the, you know, the inflation like strikers in particular you mentioned that the, 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 the prices have been inflated yeah. badly haven't they but that's just market market yeah. you know market reactions I guess yeah. and that's why we've got to work sometimes with what we've got because there's no point in bringing somebody in like, at that sort of level that hasn't got a, a unique attribute to complement the others 
mean, if you just go like for like and sign somebody with exactly the same attributes, then uh, you're not going to be successful. So uh, each player needs to feel like they've got a genuine um, attribute that can enhance the team and the team's play. But it's distorted, isn't it? Some of the prices, I guess, become distorted. Yeah, of course it is. It, is. it really is because, every, like I said before, everyone's chasing that golden honeypot. Yeah. And what would it mean, do you think, to, to, to get up and to, to, to get there eventually? It would mean everything. I think mainly for the fans, you know, for the for the people that spend all their money and, and come and support us, sort of week in, week out. And like we've got a stadium now, sort of ready for it. We'll have a training ground in 18 months, ready for it. And, and we've got to make sure that that we give of our best, and that's all we can do. And and if we don't make it in my tenure, then hopefully uh, somebody else comes in and, and makes it. Um, but certainly. We're pushing in the right direction, and I think I wouldn't say we're a team to be feared, but we're certainly a team to be respected in the championship. How do you see it with the, the three teams that have come down? It's, I mean, it's always a competitive league, isn't it? But yeah, it's, listen, it's tough because they, they've got parachute payments, you know. Like, right. Obviously, Fulham just made two or three big signings with a strong squad from the start. So yeah, you got to look at those big clubs like your Fulham's, your Cardiff's that have obviously come down, depending on how they spend. If they spend Huddersfield, now I'd two years of Premier League money plus the parachute payments and, and I'm sure that they'll, they'll use it and inevitably in the end you know what I mean the money comes through in terms of the 46 games they might not get a start or it might be slow to start but often when the injuries and the suspension strike clubs like that can can bring on players that are just as good as the ones that have uh, come out the 11 yeah, it's not easy is it no but we're in there to fight and we'll give it our very, very best. I can assure you that. OK. Good luck. Okay. All right, Cheers, thanks, thanks, thanks for helping out, mate. Thank you, no worries. <sighs> okay. So, Gregor, reflecting on that, that chat then, and Nicky Meinpar, we now know, isn't going to make the Leeds United game. Uh, that's a big blow, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I guess the thing is, though, you've got Dan Bentley come in and... Who's to say that he's not going to be first choice for the longer term? I honestly think Lee sees it as a competition between those guys. And, yeah, they do have strength and depth, though, don't they? It's interesting as well hearing him um, talk about sort of the process and stuff. Do you think he thinks that everyone fully understands what happens? Because, you know, saying right things on the back of a fag packet and stuff, that doesn't happen. He's keen, isn't he, to get across how much work and due diligence goes into everything? Yeah, I think so, and he's right in, in a way. People don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes, and there's a lot of people who, who have an opinion on football and maybe don't do all the research they should do before before they speak in their mind. But, of course, everybody's welcome to their opinion, and, uh, yeah, it's great to hear, I always think, the, the work going on behind the scenes there. The club is moving in the right direction, and it's an exciting season ahead. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, great to have... That chat on the podcast this week. We'll be back next week then. And Bristol City will be back, Greg, so would we expect a bit more transfer activity? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll just end on, yeah, we're expecting it to be quiet until they come back. But Lee Johnson did confirm the other day that he wants a striker and a central midfielder still. So there are... Um, there is work going on on those. We've not got we've not got a huge amount to add to it at the moment. So maybe we'll pick up on that and maybe know a bit more in a week's time. Definitely join us for that. Thank you for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review review us. Robins on the wire.